Let me explain with Sean Defoe, a News Talk original. This is an emergency podcast because the government has technically lost its majority. What a 24 hours of news. This has been absolutely bananas, as if things firing off in the UK and Boris Johnson, as of the time that I'm recording this anyway, digging in his heels and saying, no, I don't care that you all want me to leave, I'm I'm staying. Not only was that enough, but then Joe McHugh decides that he is going to vote against the government, that he couldn't support them on the defective blocks bill, which is essentially the MICA scheme, obviously affects a lot of his constituents in Donegal, and now the government doesn't have a majority. And just to, to sprinkle something into the middle of that, while all this is going on and the votes are playing out, we learn from the Gardaí that Leo Varadkar isn't going to be prosecuted for leaking confidential document to the DPP. I've never known two hours of news like it. Bang, 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 bang. So we said, hop on this emergency podcast. We're not going to talk about Boris because we have no idea what's going to happen there. If you want to find out a bit more about the Leo Varadkar stuff and the leaking of the document, it was actually our very first episode of Let Me Explain was called Leo and the Leak. You can just give a scroll back and it'll give you all the context and there'll be plenty of that on News Talk over the next coming days. But when it comes to the government, does this mean there's going to be an election? What's going to happen? The government has actually lost its working majority. It only has 79 votes when it needs 80. So what's going to happen? Well, Joe McHugh has really stuck a spanner in the works the week before the doll is due to rise for its summer holidays. A relaxing holiday for many of the leaders it is not going to be. Here's what he had to say when he stood up in the doll to announce that he wasn't actually going to vote with the government and as a result was going to resign the Fine Gael whip. There's a lot of shortcomings. There's a lot of work still needed to be done in this. But my decision tonight, uh, Minister, for voting against this, I feel we don't have enough time to put the proper... Uh, put our heads together properly as a parliament on it. I know your motivation to try to get done before the summer and I call to have it done before the summer as everybody in this house called to be done before the summer but I just feel it fell short. We didn't have the time. The downsizing was a big, big issue for me and I still think it's, it's unfair for somebody who wishes to downsize that unfairness and being penalised. The person downsizing can't... They can't salvage their kitchen, they can't salvage their staircases. I felt very strongly on that point, and Minister, I'll continue to raise that point. But just once again, um, I thank you for the engagement, but I do, my gut is telling me that this second scheme is falling short for, for too many people, and in particular for constituents in, in my own county. Now, resigning the Fine Gael whip, that sounds very complicated. It's kind of political speak, and I know it's political speak. The, the whip is effectively, it's the system that they use in parliaments across the world, not just in the Dole, to keep all of the government TDs in line, because you can't have your TDs voting whatever way they like. A government would never get any sort of business done. And the whole point is you have a majority, you have control of the parliament, you vote through the legislation that you support, and that is called whipping. There is someone in each of the parties, there's a whip for the Greens, a whip for the Fianna Fáilers, a whip for the Fine Gaelers, whose job it is to make sure enough people turn up to vote so that the government wins it and that they all vote the right way, the government way, essentially. And that's not so hard when you have a big majority. So if you look at the likes of the Fine Gael Labour government when they had the super majority after 2011, they didn't really need to do a huge amount of whipping. They didn't really rely, need to rely on people to show up because they would such a big majority in the doll that they could comfortably lose, I can't remember what the exact figure was, but even 20 votes and it wouldn't have mattered. Mattered an awful lot in the last government in the end of Kenny uh, Confidence Supply one because they didn't have a majority at all and needed to rely on Fianna Fáil abstaining. And it does matter quite a bit in this 
this one because when the government was formed, we go back to 2020, June 27th in the convention centre. I can remember it now. And Micheál Martin was voted in. He actually got 93 votes with 80 being a bare majority in the Dáil. There's 76, or sorry, there is uh, 160 TDs minus the Count Corla is one and that gives you 159 and so 80 is your your magic number for getting anything passed. And actually even more than that, as I said, 93 voted with uh, to elect Micheál Martin as Taoiseach. You had the 84 from Fine Gael, Fianna Fáil and the Greens and then sort of a smorgasbord of independents who had been promised various things and said, yeah, we're not going to be part of this government but we are going to support electing you and consider supporting you on different votes. And that's pretty much how it's played out, that sometimes independents, you get the likes of Carl Berry and Verona Murphy and Matt Shanahan and Marion Harkin and Michael Lowry in particular, Noel Grealish as well, voting with the government from time to time and the sort of, uh, though they say there's no official deal with them, the sort of unofficial expectation is they they can get the ear of a, a minister a bit easier and sort out something for their constituency. But slowly but surely that's been nibbled away at it started with Owen Murphy the former housing minister he was a bit disillusioned with politics after a very difficult time in the department of housing decided he was going to take a career change he resigned lo and behold by election Fine Gael loses the seat to Labour Ivana Bacic is in so the government was down from 84 to 83 then you had the bold Mark McSharry the pain in Micheál Martin's arse in the Fine, Gael, Fine Fáil parliamentary party and he decided uh, no longer can I stick it this leader is terrible this government is terrible I'm off uh, to be an independent for Sligo Leitrim and he's now on the opposition benches you're down to 82 then you had the situation back in May where remember that big row about the National Maternity Hospital, where it was going to be built, the land it was going to be built on, who was going to own that land. And Sinn Féin put a sort of a cheeky motion down to force the government to state their position and each individual TD to state their position. And two of the Greens decided they couldn't back the government on that one. That was Nasa Horrigan and Patrick Costello. And they were suspended from the party for six months. They lost the whip that we talked about earlier. So they trotted along to the opposition benches as well. And we knew that was going to spell trouble. It was a six-month suspension, bringing them up to after the budget um, I think May plus six months, whatever that is, you're talking into November now. And that left the government with a literal bare majority 80 votes in a parliament where 80 is the bare majority and you could see 79 votes in the opposition benches even if that's not always how it played out. And now one more has gone overboard. Fine Gael, former Education Minister Joe McHugh, he is a, a long-time Donegal TD where Micah is a huge issue. It, it Possibly the issue of the next election up there is a lot of people really, really unhappy. They were really unhappy with the first scheme, still not convinced by the second scheme because of quite a few reasons, some of them being this, there is a cap on the amount that the government is going to pay out and a lot of these people whose homes are literally crumbling around them are saying they're going to have to find 30 to 40 grand of their own money to meet that gap. Some of them want their foundations replaced because the current scheme doesn't replace foundations. Now, some engineers have said to an Oireachtas committee they don't believe there is any problem that they've done surveys and done tests and they don't believe there's any problem with the the um, the foundations of these homes so that they don't need to be replaced. But that's still a sore issue. And then we get into the politics of it. So you've got a situation in Donegal where Sinn Féin are targeting three of the five seats next time around. They already have two. Very feasible that they will get that. You've got a Fianna Fáil minister up there in Charlie McConnell, who could be sort of, who is backing the scheme, by the way, but is going to be fighting for his seat despite his, uh, his kind of popularity in the past and Fianna Fáil's popularity in the area. And then you've got Joe McHugh and... 
he's taken a bit of a political journey over the last while. He was a junior minister in the Department of Foreign Affairs for a while in the last government, got a chance to be education minister. You couldn't say it went terribly well for him. It was in the time of COVID. It was when there was huge difficulties with the leaving cert. And then when this new government was formed, he was shuffled out in favour of Norm Foley. From what I was told, he was offered a junior ministry, turned it down in order to take up the chairmanship of the Oireachtas Committee on European Affairs, wanted to kind of have a bit of a role to do with Brexit there. And then only a couple of months ago announced that he was going to not contest the next election. He had decided, you know what, I've been at the higher echelons of politics here. It's a tough game. It's a grueling gig. He's away from his home in Donegal uh, quite a lot. And he wants to spend more time with his family. And like, let's be honest, I've, a lot of us are doing that. A lot of people are reassessing, particularly after COVID. You see Paul Reid and the HSE doing it as well. So best of luck to him in that. And then there was always a little bit of suspicion. It's like, can he be relied upon here? Can any of the government, Donegal TDs, be relied upon? And Charlie McConnell has his position in cabinet. He wants to keep that, obviously. So he's decided to back this scheme. And ultimately, Joe McHugh decided he couldn't do that, that he wasn't going to support this, that the debate wasn't long enough. And to be fair, it was pushed through in two hours. Stages that would usually take, I don't know, sort of anywhere between four and ten hours of dull debate depending on what the issue is were really truncated into two in order to try and get this scheme done before the summer recess the government didn't want to give any more sitting days to actually doing it and McHugh said look this is final straw for me we haven't sorted out the issues I have to look after my constituents sorry I'm gone by the way I'm resigning the Fine Gael whip in the process and that leaves us now with the magic number of 80 TDs on the opposition benches and 79 technically on the government benches. So you think straight away, election, right? Government can't guarantee it's going to pass any of its legislation. Sure, we will have an election. Dole comes crashing down. Well, no, not quite. So, as I said before, some of those independent TDs support the government on a vote-to-vote basis. And as government sources have been Hopping my phone with this evening, they say, look, look at all the doll voting records. It has never been close. Even on the MICA scheme, it wasn't close in the end. I think it was 74 to 69. It was a, a fairly clear win for the government, even with the likes of Michal Martin being away in Ukraine, some other government TDs being unavailable. They still won it fairly comfortably and managed to, to whip that support into place. Also, the two Greens aren't gone forever. They're only suspended and realistically from their technical position on the opposition benches, they're more than likely to still vote for the government in pretty much all cases, unless they have another really big change of heart. So already you're back up to 81 and not fantastic, but still 81 is a workable majority. And then Tornishley of Radker told his party meeting this evening as parliamentary party that he had had a discussion with Joe McHugh about all of this, that he was really sorry to lose Joe from the parliamentary party, but that he reckons, yes, he can be relied upon on other votes. Now, McHugh hasn't confirmed what way he's going to vote, but he is he's a Fine Gael man. He supports a lot of the policies of the government. He doesn't support them on this issue. So it's reasonably safe to assume he is going to support them on a day to day basis. But already that's sort of a situation where you really need to corral votes. What if two, What if some issue comes up? What if something's really controversial? And there, there is every chance of that. We're heading into a really difficult summer. It's going to be an even more difficult winter. The budget's already been brought forward. And I think this budget is going to be one of the most controversial in years because 
They had their announcements this week where they said, right, we've got 2.7 billion euro in additional spending. That sounds great. You think 2.7 billion euro, fantastic. Surely that's going to put loads of money into our pockets. Yeah, not not really, though. 400 million of that's being brought forward into 2022. You're going to have to shave away another 1.2 to 1.6 billion of that to pay for public sector uh, pay increases whenever that deal gets done. So already you are down to 2.3, then minus, say, conservatively 1.2 billion. You're back to just about a billion euro to spend. And if you were to, say, give everyone on social welfare 10 euro extra a week, just 10 euro extra a week, that would cost another 750 million. And that's without talking about health and housing and childcare and all the other issues that the government has to fix, as well as fuel costs going up and up and up. And maybe Vladimir Putin turning off the pipes to an even greater extent. This budget is going to be controversial. So could you now guarantee with two TDs who already have voted against the government and who have uh, serious issues with a lot of government policy. Joe McHugh, who's not in a situation where he needs to face re-election again, and quite often when that happens, those TDs sort of mentally check out a little bit anyway. I'm not saying he will do that. He is quite dedicated to the job, but that's what happened with other TDs in the past. And then if you even get one, if you just get one single issue that a particular TD gets antsy about, you're suddenly in a lot of hot water. And something controversial that would make the independents go and hide because they think it'll damage their seats. It's going to be very, very difficult for this government. So a government that until relatively recently was actually pretty stable in terms of the numbers has suddenly got very, very shaky foundations. There isn't going to be an election tomorrow But there is a changeover coming up. There's the budget to get through that's really difficult. Then there's the swap of the Fianna Fáil Taoiseach for the Fine Gael Taoiseach, which now that Leo Varadkar we know isn't going to be charged with any criminal offence, you can safely say it's going to be Leo Varadkar who'll be Taoiseach again. That has potential to put a few noses out of joints. You do a cabinet reshuffle. you, You just piss a few people off. So you can see how things would go wrong very easily. And now they are on very shaky ground indeed. So don't hold your breath for an election, but don't be stunned if one comes before too long either.